0: Catholic commentary. Spiritual warfare. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Jesus 911.
1: Welcome back to Jesus 911 Soul Patrol. My name is Jesse Romero. My partner Eddie Chavez will be up in a few minutes. Just want to remind everybody that the month of December is dedicated to the Immaculate Conception. The first twenty-four days of December fall during the liturgical season known as Advent, and it's represented by the color purple. That's a symbol of penance, mortification, and uh, and a sorrow and contrite heart. The the, the 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 remaining days of December mark the beginning of the Christmas season as well, and the liturgical colors will change from white to white or gold which is a symbol of joy, purity, and innocence. The uh, Holy Father's intention for the month is, we pray that our personal relationship with Jesus Christ be nourished by the Word of God and a life of prayer. Okay, we've got uh, a brother from Texas named Gerard Morales. He manufactured a St. Michael the Archangel hero action figure, Here it is. He sent me one. It's right here. It's right in my office. And yes, one of my grandkids, one of my seven grandkids is going to get this uh, this toy. And uh, I'm going to be ordering many more of these in the future. But this is definitely a great Christmas gift. Think about this. Uh, All kinds of action heroes that we get for our kids, you know, Batman, Superman. They're all fake. They're not true. Okay. This is made up by DC Comics and Marvel, and I get people are entertained, but this action figure is true. Gerard, welcome to the Jesus 911, my friend. How are you?
2: Thanks, Jess. Thanks for having me. I'm doing good.
1: Good, good. Well, you ha- your, your your website is TexasVeteranSecurity.com. Is that your day job? That's my
2: day job. I, man, I'm very blessed. I have a security business uh, and, and that's what I do full time. But I wanted to give back and, uh, and and create Saints of the Kingdom, the website Saints of the Kingdom, and uh, and you know give Saint Michael to to children as many as we can.
1: Well, you know what? That's the first of three archangels that you're going to have to work on. So you got you got you know the the, the main guy, the big guy, but you still have uh, the archangel Gabriel and Saint Raphael. These guys are these guys are heavy hitters as well. So tell us what inspired you. To make this St. Michael the Archangel action figure that I'm holding in my hand right now?
2: Yes, yeah, just, you know, when I was a child, you know, I grew up here in San Antonio, Texas. Uh, with, you know, my, my parents were devout uh, Catholics. I remember seeing my, my father get on his knees and pray the rosary. You know, it's a big impact seeing a male dominant figure, you know, your father just praying. And I remember looking at my mom, and, you know, my mother and saying, hey, I want to be in God's army one day. You know, I, I, want, I want to be able to fight. Um, years down, down the road, I became a Marine. You know, I was a, I was a, I was a combat uh, veteran in, in 03 and 05. And I love your story that you said two months ago about the Korean. I got the research and that, that Korean uh, story about the Marine being St. Michael. Loved it. And, and he was part of this. That's why he, uh, this action figure is kind of a big guy. But, you know, getting back to, uh, you know, I just think children need it. You know, I, I think children need it nowadays, especially with this generation. This generation needs that action uh, figure. It's not Batman, like you were saying. You know, not Hulk. It's not real. This Saint Michael is real, and he, you know, <laughs> to plant that seed at a young age is what what I'm trying to do, and, and that's that's my uh, my fight in this spiritual warfare.
1: Well, you know what? I'll just be honest with you. For for those young people that may be listening, Saint Michael the Archangel can kick the Hulk's butt, Thor, uh, Captain America. Uh, Superman, Spider-Man. None of these guys can hold a candle to St. Michael the Archangel. First of all, all those are fake. They're made up. They don't exist. St. Michael is the real deal. He's the captain of God's army. And he's just a call away. All you got to do is pray to him. And he comes right to to the very situation that you call him for. Um, How can people get a hold of this... uh, this uh this uh here action figure St Michael the Archangel what uh, are you working on a website what's uh, what's going on with that website's up
2: uh, saintsofthekingdom.com saintsofthekingdom.com and like Jesse said we're going to do uh, other angels uh, we want some saints you know think of Joan of Arc you know we're trying to think about the spiritual warfare that we're going that that's it's happening you know we have to pray uh, we got to start these kids younger you know believing and, and knowing who these saints are and knowing The power they have, like you said, if they only knew, you know, they hope doesn't have a chance against uh, St. Michael.
1: Yeah, not a chance. I mean, think about this uh, St. Michael, the archangel. This guy is the God made him the captain of all the angelic legions in heaven. I mean, this guy's the commander. This guy's the general. This guy's the go to guy. And this guy kicked the devil's booty in Revelation chapter 12. He gave him. As they say in, the, in MMA, he gave him the beat down. St. Michael gave the devil the beat down. He tapped him out. He made him squeal. And, uh, and, and so if there's any, if, if, especially for the boys, if there's anything that any boy, little young boy should have in the room, here it is, the St. Michael action figure hero. This He's a true hero because he's real. St. Michael's not made up. He's not some story that we're just grabbing out of DC Marvel Comics and, and, and Disneyland. No. Uh, this, is, this is a warrior angel that's tried and tested. And again, that story, there's so many stories that, that Marine, that he saved in the Korean War. There's just so many stories like that. Jordan, uh, I want to uh, commend you. And I just hope, again, that you come out with St. Gabriel, St. Raphael. And then there's just a litany of, of saints you know, that uh, uh, that are just spiritual warriors that you can start making. And and uh, this is, we, we have to start evangelizing our young people. Hey, even with toys that we have to. Right?
2: Yeah, yes, sir. You, and what, what we have in the box also, just so y'all know, and it's for everybody. It has a little story about him. St. Michael has revelations uh, mm-hmm. that, in there. That way, you know, it comes directly from the Bible. It is... Um, he is, he, he beat, he beats saying you know, with God, God gave him the the power to do so and said, Hey, get him out of here. He's like, yes, sir. You know, jujitsu, you name it. He does it. Uh, he, he kicked the the devil's butt for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's, it doesn't surprise me that a guy, uh, you know, a veteran from Texas would come up something, with something like that. I mean, uh, uh, Texas is not only a big state, but a lot of good things come out from Texas. And so, uh, yeah, how we want to drive people to the website. Give us the website again, my friend. It's
2: uh, saintsofthekingdom.com. Saintsofthekingdom.com and uh you get the, you get there and if you if you want to purchase one, and you don't have anybody to give it to, let us know, email us and we're going to give it to a shelter. And the more people we can evangelize the better. And what we're doing is we're giving half the profits to charity, which is Catholic Charities, right? We're going to once we start making profit, we can start giving half of that to Catholic Charities. This is, St. Michael, it's a give back for all the blessings that, that we've had, the graces I, I felt I've had through my, my whole family. And I just want to thank God for that. And I want to give back to children and make sure they know that they can call on St. Michael if they need help.
1: Yeah, that, that's so the website is called saintsofthekingdom.com. Saintsofthekingdom.com. I'm going to repeat it again. Saintsofthekingdom.com, where you can get this St. Michael the Archangel action hero it's uh it's made of durable plastic i mean it's just, this is the quality that uh you know i've seen with the other secular toys out there uh, it's the same type of quality this is a uh, well made very also Whoa. detailed too you can see that this guy uh st michael's chiseled man this guy's he spends a lot of time uh in the gym the guy's the guy's chiseled out that's good because that's how that's how he probably really looks he's probably all chiseled out
2: well, Jess, you know what, man, a lot of went into it. A lot of a three-year project, you name it, it happened. Um, you know, one guy said, you know, we, I can do that for $60, uh, uh, you know, an action figure. I was like, nobody's going to be able to afford that. You know, I went to, you know, right. what kind of body style did I did research on, on St. Michael. And that story that you told two months ago was actually one of the stories I used to to kind of give them that build. And And the reason why, you know, big Marine, big guy. Uh, his hair, his hair was kind of clean cut because I didn't want any, you know, any if uh, it's a girl, it's a guy. I wanted a clean cut haircut. Uh, a father Peter from Poland, he came and talked, um, spoke over here in um Lady Our Lady of Atonement here in San Antonio, Texas, and it was about St. Michael.
1: I've been to Mass and, at that I've been to Mass at that parish when I go to San Antonio. <laughs> that's right. That's where I go to Mass at when I go to San Antonio.
2: Latin mass there too, yes. Yeah. And so he he uh, came out and he goes, "Hey, where's his curly hair?" And I said, "Excuse me, Father." And he's like, "Well, I, I love, I love it. I just he has curly hair." And, uh, oh, and so it was uh, the in Italy where Saint Michael appeared in the cave. Uh, they had statues of him, and he has curly hair. So throughout throughout his his speak, he was talking about Saint Faunistina and how he she saw Saint Michael and how everybody knows what he looks like because you have statues of him. So he's kind of reiterating, you know, hey, Gerard, you need to get curly hair on the, on St. Michael. So I said, you know, roger that. And we have to go back to the 3D render and change it. And, and believe me, St. Michael has curly hair and he likes it. So All right.
1: Hey, I, I, you know what? I'm good with that. You just taught me something. St. Michael has yeah. curly hair. I know he's yoked out. I'll tell you that. Because every time he's, de- you know, if you're going to beat up Satan, you got to be pretty, you got to be pretty jacked. As my kids say, dad, he's
2: jacked. You know what I wanted the, the children to relate to. They see Batman. They see, Hulk, you know, they see these guys jacked, and they don't understand that Saint Michael really doesn't have to be jacked. You know, he has the power of God to help him. But exactly. when you when you see him and he's like, wow, he's you know, he looks like you would be a superhero. And once they understand that, man, he really doesn't need muscles. But for you know, to intro to uh, the child's life, I wanted to make sure that he knew that he's very strong.
1: Absolutely. Hey, Jard, thanks for coming on, brother. We're going to promote this, uh, this action figure, St. Michael action figure. Good work, my friend. Keep up the good work. What's the website again? Give us the website. Saintsofthekingdom.com. Saintsofthekingdom.com.
2: And Jesse, thank you for all you do, man. You're, you're, you're a big uh, idol of mine, and, and I appreciate everything you do for, for all the men.
1: All right, brother. God bless you. Thank you. We'll see you next time.
2: Now.
0: Back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888 526
1: 2151. Soul Patrol Jesus 911, one man car. Uh, I got my uh, St. Michael action hero figure right here. It's made by Jordan uh, Morales, he's from Texas. He's a, uh, his website is texasveteransecurity.com. That's his day job. But uh, this, uh, you can get a hold of this. It's knightsofthekingdom.com, knightsofthekingdom. It's a toy, okay? And it's a cool toy. It's, I, 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 you know, everybody gets their kids, uh, you know, things like uh, Batman, Superman, Spider Man, the Hulk. Those are fake. I get it, you know, it's entertaining. I probably played with them when I was a kid. I, I don't remember. But uh this is real. The St. Michael the action action toy figure, this is real. And the website, I had it right here. Let me see. The website for to get a hold of that action figure. Uh I think it's Knights of the Kingdom dot com. Knights of the Kingdom. I'm verifying Knights of the uh, for the Saint Michael the Archangel hero action figure. It's, uh, I mean, this is a durable toy. This is good for, this is a perfect Christmas gift for your kids, especially for the boys. And I've got uh, my engineer asking me something. Uh, okay. Okay, got it. So let's talk about. Once again, going back to what what we do on the show here on Mondays, we talk about uh, healing, deliverance, and uh, as it relates to the diabolical. As Catholics, I'm just going to just be honest with you out there. There are many very holy priests out there. There are a few exorcists, but bar none... The most erudite, the greatest exorcist we've got on planet Earth right now is Father Chad Ripperger. Father Chad Ripperger has written over 2,000 pages with like eight font, single space on exorcism and possession and spiritual warfare. Nobody's even close to him. He's, He's the absolute top of the food chain. Dr. Dan Schneider took his books and redacted it into a smaller book. It's called... The Liber Crystal Method, a field manual for spiritual combat. So it makes it readable for the lay people because it's not Father Ripperger is not easy reading. He's a he's an he's an academic, and that's why the Bishop of Tulsa, Oklahoma, years, years ago, 17 years ago, said, Boy, this young guy is sharp. This guy's very, very, very sharp. No St. Thomas like the back of his hand. And so they asked the, the the Oklahoma bishop asked him to be an exorcist. He didn't want to. He was asked, and he says, "Your understanding of angels and Saint Thomas is, is deeper than most priests on earth." And so he asked him, "I need you to be the exorcist." So that's how it started. And thanks be to God, we're now the beneficiaries beneficiaries of his uh, of his incredible uh, his, his his incredible information on the diabolical. So last week we talked about the section is called renunciation of evil influences. And I'm just going to redact what I said last week from Dan's book. Dan has a chapter called From Sling Stones to Milestones: Holy and Unholy Alliances. That's what we talked about the last 2 weeks. And so here are nine questions that Dan would pose to you to see if you've had unholy alliances. He says, "Number 1, did you experience any interior resistance such as anxiety or something you you just did not like?" When you read any part of this lesson, in other words, because Dan Dan talks deep about entering into a a serious interior life through a life of sacrament of prayers. And so when you you read that, did you feel kind of an aversion, an anxiety about it? Second question, ask yourself, from whom do you seek approval? Who's influential in your life and why? As Catholics, we got to be Jesus pleasers, not men pleasers do not put your trust in men put your trust in God alone the third question dan asks us is he says are there any areas in your life where you need to tie the cycle psycho- where you need to untie the psychological enmeshment with the past that's this is a huge one right there this is huge untying the psychological enmeshment with the past a lot of people because of past sins and they come back to haunt them and they come back and sneak up on them. Let's just say a person had just a past life of uh he was just a playboy, just a player, a gigolo. just a just a womanizer. And now he's trying to live a pure monogamous chaste life only with his wife. If his prayer life and it's, and if his sacramental life and if he doesn't take custody of the mind through reading and prayer, what's going to happen? is all those past experiences of fornication there's a psychological enmeshment and you need to break out of that and you can only break out of that by a life of constancy what does that mean constancy means that you have just like like a soldier a routine of prayer a routine of penance a routine of fasting a routine of being generous, almsgiving, a routine of the sacramental life. It doesn't have to feel good, and it's probably not going to feel good like when you go hit a gym. It's painful, but it's necessary to pull the weeds, to root out all the weeds that, that enmeshes you, that enmeshment with your past. It's spade work. It's going to the backyard and pulling weeds. Dr. Schneider also asks in point number four, did you discern any unholy, and, and, uh, any unholy soul ties, any artifacts from, from unholy alliances that need to be discarded? So he's asking, after you did the prayer, the prayer of breaking soul ties, which is a short prayer, goes like this, Lord Jesus Christ, I recognize that any unholy soul tie was created between me and whatever person, whenever we and the person... And in the name of Jesus Christ, I give back my spiritual, my spiritual thing of the interior self that I took from this person, and I take back anything of my interior self that I gave to that person, and hereby break any and all unholy soul ties with that person. There's also a longer form in the book, a longer form of soul ties. But the point is, you have to, through an act of your will, you have to break with people that you've had soul ties in the past with. And they're usually sexual soul ties by name in front of the Blessed Sacrament preferably and three times as well. Dr. Schneider also asked, recall the statement, the demon is tertiary in Catholic liberation. In your struggle for liberation, have you focused too much on the demon and not on Jesus Christ? Yeah, that's an important point. You see a lot of Catholics and Protestants, you can watch them on YouTube, as they're doing, uh, as they're involved in healing and deliverance sessions, they're very fascinated by the demon. They're fascinated by what the demon's doing. They're das- fascinated by the man- demonic manifestations. They're fascinated by the de- demonic phenomena. That's not a Catholic principle. We're fascinated by Jesus Christ and Our Lady and the angels and the saints. We're not fascinated by the demons. So in the Liber Crystal model taught by Father Chad Ripperger, which I'm a pupil of, the, the first order of business is it's Christ-centered. Jesus Christ is front and center in spiritual warfare. Number two, the person who's afflicted, they're second. They're, they come in second. They're secondary. And the demon is tertiary. He's kind of a PS. He's a postscript. The first thing we're focusing in is in our relationship a pure, clean relationship back with Jesus Christ and back to the Father? That restoration. And the second thing we're focusing on is our own holiness, purity, our own interior life, our own sacramental life. And then finally, the P.S. Oh yeah, that's right. I'm being afflicted by a demon, and we've got to get rid of this uh, this nasty pest. Doctor Schneider, point number six asks: Have you discovered any memories of past behavior? Where you have been like the Philistines and prostituted yourself with demons. So again, that's where that prayer, that soul type prayer comes in. Doing that prayer three times. In fact, I'll show you the longer form prayer. The longer form soul type prayer. I think it's in page 157. I'm flipping over here. To break the soul tie, you do it three times. You do it in front of the Blessed Sacrament, or you do it in front of a Catholic priest. I would prefer to do it in front of the Blessed Sacrament, because that's Jesus. So here's, and you would do it three times in front of the Blessed Sacrament. You'd say, for example, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, and by the power of his, of course, you make the sign of the cross. You make the sign of the cross, in the name of the Father, Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen then you would say here's a, soul break, a longer breaking the soul tie with a person that you've had sexual relations with in the past. Heterosexual or homosexual. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ and by the power of his most precious blood I bind, I change, I, and I silence any demons of, let's say, impurity or fornication. And I send them to the foot of the cross for Jesus Christ to do with him as he wills in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And so you would do that three times, three times, and you can name whatever demon you think it's afflicting you. The demon, the demon of, uh, you know, you could insert the emotion, the demon of passion, the demon of vice, the demon of lust. Uh, you can, uh, you know, insert the condition or, or 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 the disposition that you went to you wish to militate against. And uh, and you can also in the prayer, the the soul type prayer, it ends by saying. I bind in the blood of Jesus all of your hooks, lines, and tentacles, your roots, attachments, and attenuations, and I command you in the name of Jesus to remove them now completely and entirely. In the name of Jesus, remove them now, and you say this three times, Amen. So again, that's uh, that's the longer form of the soul type prayer. It's very specific. Remember, one of the one of the one of the things that that makes uh, prayer meritorious and efficacious. Is it's precision? You need precision in prayer. Point number seven: Doctor Schneider talks about what are your best and worst childhood memories? What emotions arise when you recall them? So, if you've got good memories of things, your wedding day, childhood memory—I don't know—you got uh, uh, you made uh, the all-star team in little league. Think about those things often. Think about the good memories the bad memories discard them don't don't recall them don't bring them back you know you got thrown out of high school for ditching as a senior and you were drunk it, it, don't bring those things up get forget the bad memories ask god to give you the grace of forgetfulness and things that are pleasant your mom and dad's 25th anniversary i don't know things that are pleasant your first baby think about those things often uh Point number eight, Dr. Schneider writes, What is your earliest sexual memory? Ah, that one needs to be confessed, break that soul tie, discarded, and throw it into the seal for forgetfulness. Jesus 911, we'll be right back. Stick around, don't go anywhere.
0: Now, back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. Jesus 911.
1: Psalm 69, verse 2, the Bible says, God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. That's the flagship verse for this program, Jesus 911. On Mondays, what we're doing, Dr. Schneider wrote a book. He redacted 2,000 pages of Father Chad Ripperger's, three of his books on healing and deliverance. And Dr. Dan Schneider came out with a thinner book for laypeople. It's called The Liber Crystal Method, A Field Manual for Spiritual Warfare. It's about 340 some pages. Okay, here it is. A lot of you have it. And a lot of you, uh, I'm going through it because I'm explaining some of the nuances to make it more understandable. Because I've been through this course with Father Ripperger himself, so uh, I've heard him explain the details, the minutia. And so, with a lot of the things that Dan writes, there's kind of you know there's 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 a minutia, there's more more explanation that helps clarify what Dan wrote. So that's what I'm trying to do on Mondays. Dan asks also in point number nine, was there ever an event in your life after which your life was never the same? Yeah, a lot of people just seem to, they let those horrible moments in their life just linger on and they don't forget about that. And those uh, emotional wounds, this is like throwing, uh, you know, Chum into the, into the ocean. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna draw on some sharks. These emotional wounds, when there's when they're not forgiven, when there's not healed, these things become holding points for demons, and they become attractive to demons. So, let's get into lesson number three, Doctor Schneider's book for the Liber Crystal Method. Th- these, are, these are all Father Chad Ripperger's lectures, by the way. Dr. Schneider just took his lectures and put them into a book in case that you're wondering. This is Father Ripperger's intellectual property and Kyle Clement, his right-hand man who is who is the most intelligent guy in spiritual warfare for, for lay people in the world because he's worked he works with Father Ripperger for the last 17 years. There's nobody better than Kyle Clement for a lay person. This guy's a walking encyclopedia when it comes to the devil and spiritual warfare and angels. And so this this... Book is the intellectual property of Father Chad Ripperger, Batman, and Kyle Clement, Robin. Lesson three, the occult and generational sin. When David was presented to King Saul after his victory over Goliath, the king asked him, whose son are you, young man? That's in 1 Samuel 17, 1758. His actions spoke not only of his own bravery and cunning, but also of his upbringing we are all a product of our upbringing, good or bad. As Carla Clemens says, Although every one of us speaks Egyptian and how we have been enculturated into non-Christian elements of society, we do not belong in the Egypt of sin and oppression. Like the Israelites, we have been assimilated into a culture of oppression that militates against God's law and ultimately seeks to enslave us the egypt of oppression worsens if you do not reevaluate your past and break free by removing any obstacle that stands between you and the living god that sentence has to be repeated again because a lot of people are stuck in the past and they let the past torment them and they let they let evil people and evil situations and evil memories rent space in their mind constantly and this is how they get sick and this is how they become diabolically afflicted as well. This sentence is gold. Dr. Schneider writes, the Egypt of oppression worsens if you do not reevaluate your past and break free by removing any obstacle that stands between you and the living God. David did not grab just any rock, therefore he chose specifically smooth ones. Precision is the key in any warfare. Those who go through the, fi- the, f- the first phase of the protocol know that it is not a retreat, but a time of battle preparation, like David alone among the sheep. The skills he acquired while defending the sheep against lions and bears enabled him to beat the giant of Gath. For you, this means a withdrawal from the things which enmesh you with the threefold enemy, the flesh, the world, and the devil. That's an important point. I'm going to say it again. In order for a person to be liberated, the liberation that only comes of Jesus, a person has to withdraw from the threefold enemy. What does that mean? Who is the threefold enemy? The flesh, the world, and the devil. They want to enmesh you. Now you must go deeper in identifying the lingering effects of sin which continue to empower the demon. Did you catch that? The lingering effects of sin continue to empower the demon. Demons enter through sin, but they remain through heresy. That's why catechesis is important. Demons enter through sin, but they remain through heresy. This is why the intellect, the mind, must be formed with the Catholic faith, with the Word of God. You may be reading this manual to learn how to counter the effects of previous occult activity. As I explain, occult comes from the Latin word occultus, meaning secret or hidden. In normal usage, it it refers to invoking superhuman but not divine powers in order to obtain results that are beyond the capacity of mere nature. This includes mystical knowledge, supernatural or magical powers, practices or phenomena. Because these practices call upon powers other than the true God, the church condemns all such practices as gravely contrary to true religion. That's an important point as Catholics a lot of or my fellow Catholics, they get involved in the occult. They get involved in superstition. They get involved in divination. And you're inviting an evil spirit every time you do that. Anytime you do that. These practices of witchcraft, santeria, santa muerte, macumba, voodoo, psychics, shamans, all these these this is all condemned in the bible and these practices they're calling upon demons they're not calling upon god father ripperger says a generational spirit is the spirit that is passed from one generation to another as the result of the sin of one of the ancestors or the suffering of grave harm by one of one's uh, by one of one's ancestors accordingly any participation in the occult is a grave sin against the first commandment. I'll say it again. Any participation with the occult is grave sin against the first commandment. When this type of sin enters a family and is not eradicated and atoned for, it can linger in the familial line for generations. Sometimes this takes the form of a curse from occult practices, and other times a familial sin that plagues each generation. Interactive, diabolic activity is a phrase used to describe the activities in which a person invokes, whether through incantation, pledge, or bodily ritual, a power other than the one true God. The interactive component is meant That such invocations involve an exchange between participants and the demons. These can be seemingly innocuous things like the Ouija board of a previous generation, tarot cards, and fortune tellers, or some, but not all, modern video games where real curses and spells have been coded into the game's script. Thus... Tarot cards and Ouija boards, for example, invoked evil, invoke evil spirits for some favor and open the persons to diabolic affliction by giving permission to the demons called upon. These can also be overt. According to Father John Hardin and the, and the Modern Catholic Dictionary, he writes, quote, As in Satanism, fetishism, black and white magic, spiritism, Theosophy, divination, and witchcraft, close quote. Witchcraft works as an unholy inversion of the sacred, be it verbal, gestural, or physical movements. That is, occult practitioners use language, hand gestures, handshakes, etc., to communicate with each other and with the preternatural. Those are demons. This communication includes bodily positions such as yoga poses, ritual dance, or other movements, all with determined fixed patterns designed to create a pathway between the practitioner and the preternatural world of demons. Just as Gregorian chant is intoned at precise patterned notes, occultists also utilize singing or chant-like invocation intoned. At specific tonal frequencies. And just as Catholic priests wear sacred vestments when offering Holy Mass or in the performance of sacred ritual, occultists will perform their rituals wearing symbolically imbued regalia or wearing nothing at all. The Catholic priest uses blessed objects such as the St. Benedict crucifix or relics of saints to invoke heavenly assistance. When blessing a person or when exercising demons. In an unholy inversion of this. The witch holds cursed objects. Uses drawn out sigils in the open. Or ornately made symbols in the ritual area to invoke dark powers. Good stuff here. High level spiritual warfare. Jesus 911. We're talking about how to renounce evil influences. And we're specifically talking about the occult and generational sin. Stick around. We'll be right back.
0: Now, back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency... Dial 888-526-2151.
1: Slow Patrol, Jesus 911. You know, on Mondays, we're going through the Four-Face Protocol. Four-Face Protocol was designed by Father Chad Ripperger and Kyle Clement. These guys are the top of the food chain. In fact, most people don't even know that Father Chad Ripperger and Kyle Clement, they were the two founding members, two of five founding members of the... uh, of the school of exorcism in Chicago, Illinois, uh, known as the Pope Leo the Thirteenth Institute. Father Chad Ripperger, Kyle Clement, and three other priests were the founding members of that school of exorcism, which exists today. Uh, Father Chad Ripperger and Kyle, they separated themselves from that school and started their own school called Liber Cristo out in Denver, Colorado. Because they wanna, their model is more monastic, it's more traditional, it's more Thomistic. They wanted to go more to hold, hold, go more to to the traditions of the church, uh, and so they left that as the founding members. They left that and started Liber Cristo because they want to really apply the traditions of the Catholic Church to healing people from the diabolical. And so, Father Chad Ripper has written over two thousand pages. He's got three books on, on 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 the diabolical, on spiritual warfare, on diabolical influence and, and possession. Three books. The Science of Mental Health. Uh, he's got, uh, he's got uh, Deliverance, Prayers for the Lady. He's got Dominion. And he's got another book called Diabolical Influence. You put those, all those books together, well over 2,000 pages. Single space, eight font. There's nobody that's written as copious as Father Chad Ripperger on the diabolic and healing. Here's my opinion. We have doctors of the church. These are saints in heaven that have an expertise in different areas. Father Chad Ritberger in 50 years, 100 years, he will be a, a, the doctor of exorcism. Again, nobody's even close to having written as much as he had on this topic. And his understanding of this is, uh, is second to none. Again, he's a, he's a Thomist philosopher And so his view is completely Catholic and Thomistic. And thanks be to God that Dr. Dan Schneider, professor from Steubenville, uh, ex-Army veteran from the Desert Storm, he took Father's notes with his permission and made Father's four-face protocol on how to heal people. He made it simple or simpler. And that's the book that I have in my hand. It's called the Liber Crystal Method, a field manual for spiritual warfare from ten books. That's the book, and it's just it's 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 short and pithy compared to Father Ripperger's book, but these are all Father Ripperger's le- lectures that have been redacted and Kyle Clement. So <clears throat> Dan's talking here about the occult, and and uh, and how people get enmeshed, tangled up. Enmesh means tangled up through generational sin in the occult. He writes, everything that people in the occult do, witchcraft, Satanism, and and the like, everything they do is exact and ritualistic as if in in mockery of traditional Catholic liturgy and liturgical calendar. But in an upside-down world, in addition, the occult practitioner can level up in a coven through increasingly dark ways, which we will not relate here. So, witches and satanists, they they have the inversion of, of the Catholic liturgical calendar. They have a diabolical calendar, but they also, Satanists and witches also ritualize and they sacralize space and time by means of specific locations, times of the day, days, months, as deemed according to pre-Christian or other pagan calendars. Often we discover that someone along a family line has practiced witchcraft of various kinds. This in turn opened the future generations to the effect of curses. Knowingly or unknowingly, pledges were made by either the words spoken or bodily actions. We know as Catholics that both words and bodily bodily postures and gestures can be spiritually charged. Not only the prayers we pray, But also making the sign of the cross, kneeling in prayer, or a priestly blessing are all examples of bodily actions which invoke the spiritual. Curses and the occult are diabolical inversions of the sacred. Let me make, let me give you an example of what what Dan is saying here. For example, when I do this, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. You know what God says from heaven? He says, oh, that's my son calling. (laughs) God says, oh, that's Jess calling, my son. He's calling me. He just invoked me by the sign of the cross. Well, guess what? Everything we do, it has our physical gestures have spiritual influences. If somebody gives you the middle finger, you know what that means, and you even feel the effects of the middle finger. It feels awful. That fat middle finger travels through time and space, through his car window and your car window, and it slimes you right in your face, just like, uh, just like goo. It feels awful. You feel it. Well, let's just say a Hindu saw me in the restaurant making the sign of the cross piously and saying a prayer that Hindu say oh what's that what's that catholic doing over there interesting and that hindu goes home and he says i'm going to do what that catholic did and the hindu goes like this he goes i heard i heard that catholic at the restaurant say in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit amen guess what he could be a hindu but because he did that you know what's going to happen god's going to say hello Did you call? In other words, that gets God's attention because you're invoking God, even if you're not Catholic. And so we have to do what we do, we have to watch what we do physically, because it has spiritual connotations. And that's a point that Dan's making in the book. Is that you know yoga, reiki, a lot of these, a lot of these physical postures. They already have spiritual connotations. Den writes Many have fallen into the trap of the occult through curiosity. Not to pick on women, but mostly women. Women are very curious. Men aren't that curious. You tell a woman, hey, I have a friend that reads palms, and she'll tell you exactly who you're going to marry. And she'll tell you exactly where you're going to live at in 10 years or five years. She'll tell you exactly how much money you're going to make. A lot of women are saying, really? Especially if they're low information women. Low information women are saying, really? Wow. Who is she? I want to go over there. You tell a guy, hey, bro, I got a guy that reads, reads your poems. And he'll tell you who you're going to marry, where you're going to live at, how much money you're going to make. He's going to say, get out of here. Give me a beer. I want to watch, I want to watch television. I want to watch a UFC fight. Guys aren't interested. Guys aren't that curious about the occult. They're not. Not nearly as much as women. So <clears throat> moving right along with the liberal Crystal training that we're on. <clears throat> the virtue opposed to curiosity is studiosity. That's what we should pursue studiosity. Or the pursuit of knowledge and truth according to one's vocation and state of life. Thus, seeking results are beyond the capacity of mere nature. It's it's, it's often driven by an unholy desire, either for power or control over others, or for knowledge of future events, or simply an unholy curiosity about the occult. Participation in the occult violates the first commandment. And it also reveals a lack of trust in God's providence. Do you trust in God? Or are you going to run for superstitious and engage in superstitious practices and divination and you want to know the future? That's a lack of trust in God. That's a violation of the first commandment. Thus, we encourage that any such past activity should be immediately confessed and atoned for through acts of penance. As to break any diabolic claims or unholy soul ties created. Of note, however, this process is not deterministic. That is, the presence of such familial sins does not mean an automatic spiritual affliction or possession of a person or a family line. Sometimes they skip generations. And sometimes God does not allow their effects to continue. In our experience... When a curse is allowed by God to plague a familial line, there is a one-two punch that gives full access to the demon. We often see the combination of violations of the first commandment, invoking false gods, contrary to Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 6 and 10, and the sixth commandment, the committing of grave sin, usually one of deviant sexual behavior. If a curse is operant in a family, however, this does not mean that the effects are inevitable, or insurmountable. God often seeks a strong soul who will will suffer as Christ to break the hold the enemy has on the family. So sometimes God, in the midst of all this, he's looking for a, a soul, a victim soul, a kinsman redeemer to suffer for the rest of the family to break the diabolic. Recall that single combat means that two warriors fight on behalf of their respective people with winner takes takes all stakes. Just as David chose to fight in a single battle to keep his brothers from slavery, you may be that person God chooses to fight for your family as Christ fought for the entire human family. Yes, God was, uh, our Lord Jesus Christ became our kinsman redeemer. A state of grace protects you against curses, and the demon will attempt to draw you out of that protective armor if a familiar spirit is present due to previous occult behavior, a person becomes vulnerable to its effects when he commits grave sins. All witchcraft is mortal sin due to its grave matter that is it is an intentional violation of the first commandment and severs the relationship with God. We often hear that someone only dabbled in witchcraft, saying things like Well' I only read the horoscopes for fun or I only do the tarot cards recreationally or it's only white magic, not the dark stuff. The implication is that if somebody did not really mean to commit this or that sin, they're not culpable for its effects. This is false. Any activity where someone invokes false idols is a violation of the first commandment. Mortal sin, regardless of his subjective intentions, were done. God, God, Come to our assistance, Lord, make haste to help me. Arise, O Lord, and let thy enemies be scattered. And let them that hate thee flee from before thy face. As smoke is driven away, drive the evil away, Lord. As smoke wax wax melts before the fire, let the wicked perish before God. Up next, Gary Machuda. Stick around. Don't go anywhere. See you next time. God bless you. Keep the faith.